The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Welcome, welcome to this um, first day. It's a Monday on a 7 a.m. here. What a pleasure it is to be here to join you all. It's funny that we just call these the 7 a.m.s. I don't know, internally at IMC, we call them the 7 a.m.s. But for many of you, it's not 7 a.m., but nevertheless. So this week, I wanted to explore working with fear and specifically to use tools. And I'm going to use this word tools that we're already familiar with, but maybe emphasize different aspects of these tools or different uh, views or perspectives on these views, tools, and maybe combine them in a way that's maybe a novel or a new way or a different way. And when I was thinking about this, uh, this week, I was thinking like, oh, it's not very exciting or interesting, but I hope it's practical because sometimes what we need are just things to help us with some of these rough spots or some of the difficulties, right? Our lives have difficulties. So the tools I want to introduce are the five faculties. I'm not going to go through the list of them right now because I'll introduce them each day. I will say that they are conventionally, they're taught in a particular order, but I'm going to teach them in a different order and maybe talk about them in a different way so that it supports specifically about working with fear. This recognition that when we have fear, that we don't really have access to our practice or our wisdom. It doesn't matter how many teachings we've had. Sometimes we just don't have access to them. So my aim is to simplify or to bring things in in a way that become really practical. And as I said at the beginning of the, before I started the guided meditation, I did play around with uh, just maybe being silly and playful of ways to think about this and so many different alliterations I came up with. And now uh, while I was meditating, just kind of bubbled up. Now I forget the exact words, but it was something like, you know, five fun, fabulous faculties for fearlessness, for freedom forever. (laughs) Okay. So in all seriousness, I'm just saying a little bit about fear. We all know what fear is, but we may not really recognize what a large role it has in our life. This fear of not being understood or fear of being embarrassed or fear of failing. You know, I, I certainly have these fears and it's uh, striking to to think about like what a impact it's had on my life. Maybe things that I you know haven't done or tried because of these fears. And then say also maybe technically there's a difference between fear and anxiety. But for the purposes of here, I'm going to kind of lump them together. We could say that fear is a response to a very specific imminent threat, danger. Whereas anxiety may be a little bit more unfocused and may not be a specific danger or threat that's uh, clear. Maybe it's more like just going to the dentist and having some little bit of anxiety before having to go to the dentist. Or, But I'm going to treat these uh, the same, essentially. So... The first faculty I'd like to introduce is sati. Conventionally or commonly translated as mindfulness. And I want to introduce this first because whatever we are experiencing, 
it's even if it's mightily uncomfortable and exactly what we don't want to be experiencing, or maybe we're not even sure, it turns out it's always better to be present for our experience. No matter what that experience is, and no matter how uncomfortable it is, and even if it's the last thing we want to do, it's somehow to trust that to be aware of what's happening is always helpful. Even if we can't really be present for the experience itself, maybe we can be present in a different way. And I like to talk about that a little bit here. But first, before I do that, I'd like to just offer some questions to consider. What would happen if you got curious about your fear and worked with it? Would it be uncomfortable? Would it build your self-confidence? Or what parts of your life would it impact if you got curious about your fear and worked with it? And how might that set you free? How might that bring more freedom to your life? So this mindfulness, one thing I want to start with is maybe like the most uh, coarse or the most obvious, recognize what's available in the present moment environment. So that is like very specifically right now, I have this desk in front of me. I see a computer monitor, I have a light, there's some books, I have this dongle on my computer, very mundane things. And this might feel like, Diana, this is not very spiritual to notice this, but it turns out it's incredibly helpful to just be aware of our environment. And if we're particularly, if we're feeling particularly anxious, it can be really helpful to notice particularly mundane things, specifically corners where the ceiling meets the wall, the corner of the doorway in the lower left, or the corner of where the flooring meets the wall, the corner of the baseboard, the corner of the desk here, the corner of this dongle thing. So there's a way in which bringing our attention just to the environment can really bring some grounding and some resources to our experience. And sometimes that's all we have access to when there's some fear or anxiety. Maybe we don't have access to all these teachings and wisdoms that we've heard. So the first is maybe to bring to our attention to the environment. And then to the bodily experience. Turns out, as humans and contemporary humans, we've developed this incredible capacity to be disembodied. And what happens is the mind, right, is going um, its own way with thoughts. And there's this fear and fear and anxiety which can build on itself. And there can be this tremendous momentum. Or maybe it's just this unending chattering. Bring an awareness to the environment and then to our bodily experience interrupts that momentum. So what are some neutral, maybe more readily accessible bodily experiences, such as feeling the feet on the ground, feeling the pressure of whatever is on, is contacting the body, feel that experience. It can be pressure of what you're sitting on, standing on. Could be maybe the feeling of the clothing against the body. Again, some other more readily accessible 
neutral experiences to bring mindfulness, attention, recognition, awareness, noticing, using all these synonyms that we might use for sati, to just our experience in an uncomplicated way. We also might notice the breath and slightly, just slightly extend the exhale a little bit. This is something else that can bring some more calmness to our experience and interrupt this momentum of this fear or anxiety. And certainly we know that the Buddha did this, right? He brought awareness to his bodily experience when he was experiencing fear before he was awakened. He talks about like maintaining the same posture, just knowing how his body was and just staying with it. Now, the second thing is the bodily experience. First, the environment. Second, the bodily experience. We're coming closer and closer. And then here's something that could be enormously powerful. Recognize the strong sense of, no, I don't want this. No. The sense of resistance, like the sense of go away. And we tune into that. And how does that show up for us? We bring some curiosity. What? How does this know? Notice that I'm not talking about fear yet. I'm just talking about the no. I don't want this. Go away. And so how do you generally act when fear arises? Do you believe it automatically? Do you recoil from it and shut down? Do you avoid everything that makes you feel afraid? Do you attack? Do you get angry? Do you become critical or blame? Do you feel bad about yourself? This idea, well, if I were a different kind of person, I wouldn't be afraid. If I was more this, less of that. So just tune into maybe noticing how you're reacting. No need to judge it. And if you are critical of the way you're reacting, can you notice the criticalness? How does that know? I don't want this feel at that moment. Maybe it's a sense of more energy coming up. Maybe it's a sense of energy going away. Maybe it's a particular sensation in the body, a tightness in the throat or um, uh, something in the belly or in the chest. Can you be with that no experience? Again, part of that is to tease apart their fear, we're not looking at the fear yet. We're just looking at this big sense of no, I don't want this. Nobody wants to feel fear. And then maybe even getting into maybe even a little bit more subtle is what is it that feels threatened? And this might be something that will do a little bit later when we're not in the midst of the fear. We could just stay with the sensation of no. And we'll notice that as we are with the sense of no, then the sense of fear starts to abate. We don't have to be with the fear. We can, if that's available to you, you can be with that bodily experience. But it can just be with the no. And you'll notice how as we work with that strong sense of resistance, the fear itself starts to abate and soften. But also we can look at, we feel fear when we're, something which we're trying to protect feels threatened. 
to what are you trying to protect? What feels threatened? Maybe it's a inner story about aging or health or how you should be. Maybe it's a belief that it's dangerous to speak up. It's dangerous to hope or ask for things. Or maybe it's a sense of wanting things to be a particular way. Relationships, security, health. Maybe it's a fear of dying. These are all perfectly natural, legitimate fears. But if there's a way that we could bring some specificity to the fears, like what is it that feels threatened? And this can be a doorway to greater freedom. Not only freedom from fear, but just freedom in general. So bringing some mindfulness, some curiosity to what is it that's feeling threatened? And to do this from a sense of care. In the guide meditation, I pointed to some well-being. If there's possible to maybe have this inquiry, not while we're in the midst of fear, maybe it's possible, but maybe from a sense of well-being when the fear isn't so paramount, is there a way that we can bring some curiosity? What is it that brings some specificity? I'm sorry, that feels fear. What is it that's feeling threatened? And can we bring some specificity to that? And maybe that comes to just dropping in the question. What is it that feels threatened? And just allowing whatever the answer might be to bubble up. We don't have to do an archaeological dig to find it. But being present and honoring and respecting what comes up. So in this way, sati, mindfulness, one of the five faculties, can be a tremendous support for fear, anxiety. And I talked about going from the most obvious, the external environment. And this is a common technique for psychologists, those people who work with trauma, to help people is to just start with what's in the room, the plant, the picture on the wall, the computer, the desk. Like these are completely normal things. And not to be dismissive of them, but to just like notice, bring your attention to them. And then maybe some neutral corners, if that's helpful, that will help the whole nervous system to calm down. And then to our bodily experience at that moment, and in particular, like where we feel contact, some grounding. Maybe the sensation of fear. You don't have to, because accompanying that fear is the sense of no, I don't want it. Tune into that sense of no. How does that feel? And then to just have some curious, what is it that feels threatened? Bring some mindfulness to that. So here's the first faculty for fearlessness, for freedom forever. And maybe you guys can come up with some other alliterations, but wishing you all a wonderful day today. And maybe you'll have an opportunity to bring some mindfulness whenever you notice some fear or some anxiety. And thank you. I look forward to our journey of exploring these this week. Wishing you all a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you.